During this series on motherhood, we'll be talking about how we define being a good mom, what discipline strategies work, and which ones don't. But most importantly, in what ways are mothers helping to guide their children to Christ? It is a hope that throughout this series, you will find yourself encouraged, challenged, and maybe even cherished. For the second episode of our motherhood series, I'll be talking with my friend, Bethany Jett. Hello. Bethany is the wife of worship pastor Brad Jett from First West at the Westmore campus. But she is so much more than a mere pastor's wife. She's a math teacher at Geneva Academy, a part-time house stager, a talented painter and crafter, but most importantly, she's also a mom. <laughs> and that's why I've invited her on the show for this week's episode. Bethany, I'm so glad you're here, and I'm dying to hear about all the things from you, and I know that my listeners are too. I am so honored and humbled that you asked me to come, so thank you. Yeah. Okay, Bethany, so tell us how many children do you have, and what are their names and ages? I have four kids. Daniel is nine, Isaiah is seven, James is five, and Alyssa is one. She'll be two in May. Wow, that's a house full. (laughs) Four kids. Did you ever think you'd be a mom before? I really did not know for sure how many children we would have, and I hate to speculate anything at this point because it's been unconventional and and not traditional in, in what we've done. So, yeah. Did you always want to be a mom? Was it something you dreamed about as a little girl? Yes. I always knew that I wanted to be a mom um, and had hoped that I would be a stay at home mom for a season. I just wasn't sure what it would look like, but yes. Yeah. So before you were a mom, what did you think it'd be like? Did any of those thoughts change? It's been better than I imagined and also harder. I always thought that I would be a mom. I'd hoped I'd be a mom, but um, it just comes with challenges that you don't even know are there. I didn't know how much I'd have to sacrifice, especially in the early years as a stay-at-home mom, nursing my babies. I got to stay home for nine years. And so there were a lot of sacrifices financially and otherwise, but it was totally worth it. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad you guys were able to make it work, especially on a stay home like that. Yeah, that's great. How would you describe yourself as a mom? I'm definitely a work in progress. We have boys and now a daughter and it's always evolving. So I can't really label us specifically or me specifically, but I'm definitely a work in progress. Yeah, I like that. A work in progress. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear that and I think one day at a time. You know, like just knowing that you won't ever arrive at perfection, you know, at the end of each day, yeah. but we're still giving it, you know, our, our best efforts. Yeah. I like that. I aspire to be the Pinterest mom. <laughs> that looks really cool. <laughs> but I'm just too practical. I'm more of the whatever we tried. <laughs> you do great. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what? what's the yucky part of being a mom? I think... The yucky part is seeing your kid get hurt, either emotionally or physically, and not being able to do anything about it. When they're little, you can kiss their boo-boos and move on. But as they get older and their emotions get involved, it's a lot harder to see things that hurt them and not be able to do anything about it and just them have to go through it. It's just part of growing up. And also the laundry. It's 
never ending with four children and a yeah. husband and a husband. Yeah. He does help though. He helps me with the laundry. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I can mm, not looking forward to that with, you know, with Asher, you know, my son yeah. getting older with that yeah. and stuff. But I know like just the other day, like he had fallen in the kitchen. My mm-hmm. husband told me about it later because I wasn't here and said, Oh, he busted his lip. And I just, oh, just heartache. Like, oh yeah. no, like I wish I was here to, to hold him. It hurts your heart. Okay. Yeah. He was asleep and fine by the time I was told about it, but I want to go in there and wake him up. <laughs> so I can say it's okay. <laughs> so yeah. And oh, that laundry business. I just didn't realize how much that yes. was something after having, well, getting married and having a child. Like, I just didn't realize how much that was quadruple. Yes. And that chore just became. And when they're so babies much. and they make so many messes. messes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, definitely relate to all that for Mm -hmm. sure is there anything in being a mom that you feel you could be better at for sure being present I'm going to speak for Brad and I but I think being present and not on our phones when we're home especially if it's been busy at work and at school sometimes it's just hard to turn off and our kids want eye contact more than anything and just being present with them. We are giving our kids on Monday a yes day because oh, they're out of school. Cool. Yeah. And we told them last night and the first thing they said they wanted for the yes day was no phones. Oh, wow. So that was telling, right? Yeah. That was yeah. the first thing Daniel said, can we have no phones on Monday? Wow. I was like, yep, we sure can. So wow. that was pretty eye opening that that was the first thing he thought of. Yeah, I feel like really guilty about that myself for Asher when he's wanting to grab for my phone Mm -hmm. because he thinks, oh, that's a cool toy that mommy has. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So cool that she's looking at that more than me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, they see it. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, he's only 15 months old. So like when I see him do that, I'm like, okay, that's just a tell for me. I need to. Mm-hmm. put that away mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is hard especially in this digital age that and we want to capture the moments but yeah. I wonder if they care you know yeah. like in 15 years 20 years are they going to be like gosh I'm so glad my mom took all the videos and pictures of me yeah because there's a ridiculous <laughs> amount. amount yeah yes. <laughs> like every little moment yeah. yes yeah all right back to the tough yucky stuff What is your discipline style? We spank if we need to. We really don't spank super often. We very much lean on positive reinforcement for good behavior and kindnesses. And we have a tally and check system. Tallies for bad behavior. After two tallies, there are consequences. And then those get renewed every day because we all need new mercies every day. Yes, we do. (laughs) And then checks are for just extra special circumstances that I see them do. And once each child gets five, which we have not gotten to yet, mm. they get a special treat, toy, or prize. Ooh, awesome. Mm-hmm. So these tallies and checks, this sounds awesome. <laughs> the checks take me back to my teaching days. Yes. Um, I used like a sticker sheet system. Yep. And my students had to get 10 stickers for a trip to the prize mm-hmm. box. But I was kind of liberal about like what was good yeah. behavior yeah. <laughs> for yeah. me. But when you guys give a tally, like, does it like, is this whole system like on a whiteboard in your house and yes. is there a chart made up? Yes. You know, like, is there, a, I'm just, I'm just envisioning this whole thing. And I'm like, and I'm also I'm like, I'm probably going to do this. So sorry, Asher. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like, is it like um, a chart made up of like known off limit behavior? And like, how, how does this work? Ours is pretty, it's a pretty simple setup. We have a marker board on our refrigerator, also with our grocery list. Mm-hmm. And each child's name is there and they get checks and tallies beside their name. Mm-hmm. We don't have a list of bad behaviors or good behaviors. Yeah. Because honestly, I couldn't keep up with it. That's right. I really yeah. couldn't. They're so creative. <laughs> I could never keep up with all the different things. And so it's been neat, though, to see when they do get rewarded for a check. Like, for example, the other day, Isaiah just opened a door for a lady and her baby at the grocery store mm-hmm. without me asking him to. He just yeah. opened it and held it. And it was just so kind and not told to be kind. And so mm-hmm. I gave him a check for that. Yeah. But when I give him a check or Daniel a check or James a check, then the others are like, Oh, what can I do to get, get a, check? a check? Yeah. And James is the most obvious about it. He'll be like, mom, I'm unloading the dishwasher and you didn't ask me to. Mom, did you see how kind I was to Alyssa? Like he's just begging for the check. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. But that is how positive reinforcement works. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Which was most often used in the classroom. Right. Yeah. Which I get. Yeah. yeah. I'm a teacher. So So, I guess that's where it comes from. Yeah. That's nice. It kind of rolls over to the home, too. Yes. Is the purpose of the tallies to have like a visual reminder slash pause point to understand and reflect on what the desired behavior or action should be? Yes, definitely. Our kiddos are so different. As we had more children, we were shocked and a little surprised at how different they are. And so my oldest doesn't really need the visual reminder. Mm -hmm. He's pretty on point with his behavior most of the time, but my second one needs it. He needs to see it. He needs to hear it. And honestly, spankings don't work for him. Every kid is different. Mm -hmm. If I spank Daniel, it's going to crush his soul. Like it hurts him so bad emotionally. Yeah. But Isaiah could care less if he Mm -hmm. gets spanked. He needs the positive and negative reinforcements and he needs to see it on the marker board. Yeah. That accountability, I guess. Yes. And also, I just know, you know, from working with children, I work with kids, like, pretty much all of my adult life. And they really don't understand fully, like, why this is the way it has to be. Yeah. Or the expectation. They really have to need something concrete sometimes to really help them understand. Right. And that's our job. We're just molding them into good humans. Right. And they don't under, they don't understand all the, all the Mm -hmm. reasons, but especially when they're little, we're just helping mold them to be kind, gentle, gracious human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Productive citizens of society. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So tell me more about the checks. Like what could get the Jets, you know, a check mark? I know you mentioned kindness. What are some other things? Just helping out around the house unless they're looking for it. If they're asking for a check, they don't get a check. Yeah. But if they are just over the top helpful or kind, or if I hear their manners come out mm-hmm. or being kind to strangers when we're out and about, things like that. It's just, it's really random. Yeah. It's random. Catching and doing good yeah. things that, and you just want to reinforce that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be trying some of that. <laughs> it's fairly new in our house. Yeah. So we have, I have two kiddos with four checks. So we're okay. almost, almost there at prize point. Yeah. Do you know what they're gonna I have no idea idea. (laughs) they are I mean they may say let's go get a blizzard at Dairy Queen or they may say can Mm -hmm. I 
stay up late and watch a show. So they get to determine what the prize is going to be. Maybe. Maybe. I'm, I'm kind of winging it, honestly, yeah. at this point. <laughs> I don't really know. But if they come up with a creative, fun thing, I'll let yeah. them choose well, their prize. Tell me later what works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might have to do another go with this just to see like, what happens. How did it work? How does this work? Yeah. yeah. All right. So what does being a good mom look like to you? How do you define you know, a good mom? When I think about a good mom, I think about my mom. She's a great mom. She was always there for me. She helped provide just awesome memories and trips and experiences for my whole life. And she, most importantly, she prayed me through some really hard years So I think if I can do that for my kids, then I'm a good mom. That does sound like a good mom. What do you think God expects from others? I think that God expects us to nurture and love and care for and disciple and educate our children. What mom from the Bible is a good example of that? Like, who's your favorite Bible mom? Honestly, my favorite Bible mom is a mother-in-law, Naomi. That story about Naomi and Ruth is is one of my favorites. And I have an incredible mother-in-law, too. I've been very fortunate to have two amazing moms in my life. I think Sarah, in the way that she was patient and waited for the Lord's promise, Mm -hmm. Mary is an awesome mom. Rebecca, a woman of faith. Thankfully, there's a lot of women in the Bible that we can Mm -hmm. look at and say, yep, I want want that attribute of that woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So by the time your kids are grown and leave your house, what are three things you want them to know? I want them to know who their Savior is. I want them to know Him intimately and personally. I want them to know they're loved, created with great purpose, and that they know kindness and graciousness. And we talk about these things regularly at home and at church and at their school. So I feel like we have the trifecta. Yeah. (laughs) Three different avenues talking all these things into their lives. So hopefully somewhere in there it doesn't get lost. I want it to to stick. Yeah. Yeah. So they get to talk about God at school. Like what school Mm -hmm. do they go to? They go to Geneva Academy with me. This has been a new adventure in the past year and a half. I started teaching there a year and a half ago and they started Mm -hmm. school there this year. Okay. Wow. That sounds like a good school. Like what a treat to go to school with mom. Yeah. It's fun (laughs) seeing them in the hallways and they come hug me and it's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So in what ways do you lead your children to Christ? You and Brad, I guess, you know. We're a work in progress in this area as well, but we do talk about the Lord daily. We pray together. We read scripture daily together. We have family worship as often as possible And I just, in my day-to-day life, an example, I try to show them what Christ and the Holy Spirit looks like Mm -hmm. in me. These conversations have really developed with Daniel, Mm -hmm. our oldest. He's had a few experiences with the Holy Spirit. And so we're just kind of navigating, does he really understand Mm -hmm. the gospel and salvation? And I don't know that we're quite there yet, but it's so exciting to be walking that journey with him. Yeah. To see that like possibly become a lot. Yes. You know, with me, like, you know, I've been a camp counselor and I I taught Sunday school to younger children and it's, 
for me, there's no experience like it to see a child become excited about God or have yeah. like a light bulb come on, yes. like learning something. Oh, you mean, yes. oh, you mean this or God can do that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like it's so cool, so like cool. to be a part of that. Yeah, so, yeah. Now I've heard of family Bible studies, but I've I don't think I've ever heard of family worship time. Like, what does that look like? This is another new thing in the Jet Home. I think Brad and I both strive for things that happen organically. Mm -hmm. But what we've learned is that sometimes you have to put a pattern in practice Mm -hmm. so that it can happen organically in the future. And so we have started trying to do family worship. We try to do it once a week. It doesn't always happen if it's a crazy week, but it just looks like us sitting around the piano and Brad doesn't always lead. He kind of facilitates. So we we let the kids pick their favorite worship songs. I print them out and then we do four or five songs around the piano. If you don't have a pianist in your home, you could just play them on your phone. Yeah, just play it. Yeah. Yeah. And just singing together. That practice of worshiping the Lord doesn't have to just be at church on Sunday morning yeah, in front of the worship pastor and congregation. You know, you can, I think our kids seeing that at home, that it is a daily part of our lives, a weekly part of our lives is really important. Yeah. I mean, just in general, taking a moment to have with God, yeah, you know, to commune with him, you know, because yeah. I think that's just a great example you guys are trying to put out there. Cause that's, that's We're working at it. You know, they need to see that it is more than, in this one location right once a week right or even at the school right it can be just you and just a part of everything yeah same thing with reading god's Mm -hmm. word we don't just Mm -hmm. do it when we have to do it quote unquote we do it because we love god's word we Mm -hmm. sing because we love singing to the lord Mm -hmm. yeah that's great modeling there so that's really neat i just never haven't ever heard of that so Mm -hmm. that's really cool yeah. Are there any specific scriptures you try to teach your kids, you know, along with the, the worship time? We don't do anything specific, honestly. Whatever's going on in their lives, we can always find a scripture that connects to that. There's a lot of music, too, that has been sung to scripture, and mm-hmm. we love to utilize that. We actually played, this is going to date me, but when I was a kid, Steve Green had an album, Hide Them in Your Heart. Oh, okay. Have you heard of this? I don't think I have. <laughs> You're younger than me. You're younger than me. Um, anyways, one of the kids said something and I thought of a song that I had learned when I was a kid that was connected, that was scripture being sung. And I thought, we're going to play it on Alexa. And we ended up listening to the whole album. So that's a little throwback. But recently, Slugs and Bugs is another album. And it has scripture to song. And it's so catchy. It's so cute. Yeah. What are some of the favorites? Gosh, some of the favorites of Slugs and Bugs. I don't know. They... They sing all kinds of different scripture to music, and they also do these silly songs. Oh, kind of like Larry and Bob from VeggieTales. Yes, (laughs) yes. And one of them is called Underwear, and it's just incredible. Great for boys. It's great for boys. So anyways. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So does your family have a weekly Bible study time where they discuss what was taught in church for that week? If so, what does that look like? We really don't have anything specific or set, but typically we will talk about, you know, what'd you learn today at church over Mm -hmm. lunch on Sunday? We kind of talk about it, Mm -hmm. but nothing specific or set in stone. Yeah. Kind of leaving it to the the worship time. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, there's no like, oh, one's better than the other. I think it's just great. We'd make time to acknowledge the Lord and, and to make it genuine. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's great. Okay. And I also think it's great to ask, like, what did you learn at Sunday school today or mm-hmm. church today? Because they need to know that you're supposed to learn to learn something from right. that. Like, it wasn't just to have fun. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> something should have happened. And they usually were there. can tell me something. Like, last night we went to the cross service at church mm-hmm. and... When we got in the car, I said, okay, does anybody want to talk about what you saw, what you heard, what did mm-hmm. you learn? And my big boys were like, nope, we're good. And James, <laughs> James comes in there like, well, I have a lot of thoughts, mom. I was like, baby, you weren't even in the service, <laughs> but I know you have a lot of thoughts. So let's talk about them. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. You know, but I think it's good that we do, I guess to me, just being intentional about asking those questions. Yeah. Cause I think just in that, like it, you know, it doesn't have to be able to sit down and have our yeah. five minute thing or 10 minute thing every day or every week. Just simply asking those questions and, you know, because then you're kind of setting up the expectation where for them where they know that mom's going to ask me. Yeah. What did I yeah. learn today? And yeah, make them kind of somewhat pause and try to learn something while right. they're there. For us, for me, it feels like that does happen more organically mm-hmm. when I am with the Lord every day because yeah. I'm thinking about the Lord mm-hmm. every day and often through the day. And so it's just easier for me to talk to them about the Lord and the Holy Spirit and what they're feeling in their heart, promptings from the Holy Spirit, things like that, if I'm in tune with the Lord because I've been with Him. Yeah. So speaking of the church, to you, what role does the church play in parenting? I think the church at large is so crucial in parenting and leading our children to Christ. It, I'm so thankful for our church. I'm really thankful for First West and how they partner with us. Specifically, our oldest two have started going to big church with us on Sunday mornings, which has been a byproduct of COVID. And that's been really awesome. Yeah. Like, well, that's one positive thing from COVID. Yeah. So what specifically do you enjoy about, you know, attending those services with your two older boys? What makes it special? Them being able to see baptisms has Mm -hmm. been really great. Them being able to see us take the Lord's Supper has been really great, especially with Daniel, who is starting to ask questions and just being more curious about the Lord's Supper. Every time we take it, I'm like, do you know what this means? Do you know what this is? And he hasn't taken it yet. He hasn't been baptized yet. But just experiencing that with him and them seeing what their daddy does. Yeah. That it's not just I'm going to work Monday through Friday. They experience worship with their daddy. Yeah. On Sundays. Yeah. What are some other ways? You mentioned how great First West is at partnering with parents. Like, So in what ways are their preschool and children's ministries doing that? I think our children's pastor and preschool pastor do just an incredible job at sending home whatever they're learning about that week so that I can talk about it at lunch with them. They just do a great job at encouraging us. I get texts sometimes from those leaders and the people that work with them saying, how can we pray for you? My kids get notes in the mail from church Mm -hmm. addressed to them, which is the most thrilling thing for a seven-year-old to get something. Yes. Something with his name on it. Yeah. That does sound awesome. I remember we've gotten one or two, but Asher doesn't know his name yet. (laughs) But it's so cool to get this in the mail. Yes. 
So we're going to pivot just a little and we're going to talk about your mom for a moment here. Mm -hmm. So tell us, like, what are your favorite things about your mom? My mom is kind and gentle. She is uh, incredibly faithful and loyal. She's the most loyal person I think I've ever met, sometimes to a fault. She loves the Lord and she wants to serve him. She's a retired teacher. And now Mm. that she's retired, she has, I think, filled her schedule even more than when she was teaching. And Mm -hmm. she's just doing all kinds of things with her church and in her community and with parents that are fostering and adopting. She just serves constantly now that she's retired. Yeah. Well, she sounds wonderful and just such an inspiration. Yeah, she is. So what are the top three things that she taught you? I think probably number one, she is and was a praying woman. And she taught me that prayer matters. She taught me how to show up and do whatever the thing is, whether it's hard or not, just show up even when you're not asked to. I'm a really independent person. And so I don't always ask for help, Mm -hmm. but she always shows up. She taught me how to care for my babies. She's been with me at the beginning of all their births. And when we were placed with Alyssa, who we adopted, she showed up for that too. She's just always available to me. Yeah. And my mom's a a prayer warrior too. That's what I call her. Yep. (laughs) And even like, it's really convicting sometimes. She's like, uh, it's like even the smallest little things, you know? And then she's like, well, are you questioning the Holy Spirit? I'm like, no mom. But then I was like, well, actually, yeah, (laughs) I was. Yeah, Yeah, I kind of was. So it's good to have that. And, you know, I think my mom's a little bit like, a little bit like yours because she's definitely has always shown up for me. And, you know, my love language, my top one, we've kind of talked, talked about love languages in my last episode. Mine is acts of service. And every time she's ever shown it for me, that's always been communicated. It's just her great love for me. Yeah. Too. Mine is too. Mine is yeah. acts of service yeah. too. What's your favorite part about being a mom? I love watching my kids learn something new. Right now with Alyssa, she's learning to talk, which is really fun. And Isaiah just learned how to play soccer and he's good at it. So that's super fun. fun. Daniel has learned how to play chess this year. That's another thing on their yes day. He wants to have a chess tournament. So we're going to be doing that on Monday. Yeah. And he will. Stretching the brain there. Yeah. He will beat me for sure. James is learning his alphabet. And the sounds that they make and just the bedtime snuggles are always incredible. They are a little bit fewer and farther between, but they're still so sweet when they happen. So Yeah. That's good to hear about those hugs. You know, I'm just holding my breath for when Asher will stop wanting to hug me. <laughs> but mm. it's nice to hear that they still they come. Do. They do. <laughs> they do. Yeah. So what is some advice that you would give to a mom in a stage below you? I think the best piece of advice I've been given when I was in the stage below the one I'm in now was to really soak it up. Everybody tells you that it's fast and to soak it up. And it really is true. You'll miss all the midnight feedings and the long baths and the baby giggles and even the spaghetti, messy high chair cleanups after meals. Someone told me, when I was younger, that the days are long and the years are short. And Mm -hmm. I thought that's a weird thing to say, but it's really true. I would also say to just let people help you as a young mom, let people into your mess, let people know if you need help, because that is our biggest resource when we're young moms with young children, 
we just need each other. We need community. We need fellowship. Mm -hmm. And I think the enemy loves nothing more than to make us feel like we're alone in something. Yeah. I've talked with so many young mamas that are dealing with postpartum depression and they just feel like they're the only ones and it's not true. Yeah. And so just reaching out and being there for each other, I think is something you got to do when you're a young mama. Mm. Yes. Like I 100% agree. And I also agree with you about how, you know, that's one of his biggest lies yeah. you know, about us being alone, like in, in anything, not just in mamahood, but in like every little thing out there. And, you know, the women of my life group, you know, for my little Sunday school group, yeah, you know, we're studying like, you know, how to defeat that lie and, um, and how to live in community and what, you know, God intends with that and what that looks like. Yeah. This is study called find your people mm-hmm. by Jenny Allen. Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. Yeah. I think the first three weeks were like, I was kind of, Oh my goodness. I don't know if I can do this because <laughs> it really challenges you to be vulnerable with other people, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, it is. and one of her top proponents, you know, from Jenny Allen, what she talks about is how we are made for community yeah. and that we absolutely need each other. So the Samaritan idea about being an individual and doing it on Mm. our own is not malarkey. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really what God says, how we're supposed to live. Right. (laughs) Right. It's kind of hard to be really counterculture with that. Yeah. If you want better, fuller lives. Lean on each other. Yeah. 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 So one last fun question. What is something your children do that is goofy or maybe a little weird that you just love? Well, they're all goofy and weird for sure. And they're individually goofy and weird. They all have a sense of humor, which I'm thankful for. Daniel, he loves to hide from us and not really scare us, but just hide from us and see how long can I hide without them knowing? You know, I, I did that too. Did Maybe you really? I don't know. <laughs> he loves that. it. He, lo- he loves to hide under our pillows. <laughs> I have a bajillion throw pillows on my bed and he'll hide under them <laughs> while we're getting ready in the morning or whatever. And then it's like, how long can he stay hidden? before we realize it. He just giggles. He thinks it's the most fun thing. Um, Isaiah, this is kind of a weird thing, but he's, he's very investigative and Mm -hmm. he dissects his food. I mean, he will make a bigger mess than Alyssa, our (laughs) one-year-old at the table, because he has to see what everything is and how it tastes Mm. individually. And Mm. maybe um, future chef. Maybe. Oh, he loves to cook too. He does. He loves to cook. He loves to bake. And James is, uh, he's our family clown. He's not quite the class clown. Yeah. But I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. I, I guess I'll learn next (laughs) year when he's at Geneva with me, but he cracks us up on the regular and Alyssa, we're still figuring out her goofy tendencies, but, um, she's hanging right there with the boys right now. Anything they do, she's doing awesome. Yep. (laughs) I like to end, you know, uh, with that question, because to me, it's almost just the essence of motherhood, like mm-hmm. just knowing and accepting everything about our children and just loving them fiercely anyways. <laughs> just like Jesus loves us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. OK, well, Bethany, it has been great hearing all the wisdom you had to share with us. Oh, thank you. I I hope it was helpful for someone. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, Uh, I have been so encouraged and challenged today being a mom isn't easy, but it sure is the best job ever. No salary needed. Yes. Uh, May all mothers feel honored this Mother's Day. 
My name is Bethany, and this is my story of the middle. This is your host, Brandy Bostick, and you've been listening to the Up From The Muck podcast. Psalm 40, verse 2, He brought me up from a desolate pit out of the muddy clay and set my feet on a rock, making my steps secure.